Welcome to Your Food Looks Funny. I am Marcus T, and today's episode is going to be some thanks COVID, I'm sorry, I mean Thanksgiving inspiration. I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. All right, today's song, I'm going to get right into some, uh, some questions, some comments, some things to think about going into next week's Thanksgiving in this COVID time period. And also some inspiration based off of what I plan on doing for Thanksgiving next week. So stick around for uh, some menu description that I'm going to have for what I plan on doing. And again, this goes back to my episode on how to wing it. But basically, I'm going to end up winging it. So I don't have a clear plan, which I normally would a week ahead of time. I don't at this point. It's just ideas that I've been throwing to the wall, which is my wife, and seeing if any of them stick. Because if she ain't going to eat it, there's no point in me cooking it. All right. So the first thing to think about is who's going to be there again. We're in the middle of COVID. You know, normally my family would have these large Thanksgiving gatherings. We'd have, you know, at least 20 people. And that's a small gathering. I'm talking 20 to 50 is our range of what we would normally have. So we'd have a lot more food to go around. So a good assortment is a good thing when you have that many people. But if you're now reduced down to the immediate family that you have in your household, you know, somewhere from two to six people we're thinking here, you have to keep that in account when you're thinking about what are you going to make? Okay. What are you going to make is I think I've asked this on the last couple of episodes. How much is too much? So how much do you want to cook? And then how much do you want to look at for the next few days? That's what you have to really dig deep into because it's the ultimate. My eyes are bigger than my stomach kind of day. And you don't want to get to the point of having eight or nine dishes. And most people only average about three or four per plate. And then you're going to be sleep on the couch later. And forget, oh, yeah, it was uh, it was corn in there, too. And I forgot to put that on my plate. Don't be that guy. And we'll get into uh, being sleep later and uh, some reasons why you should stay awake. But they're kind of personal. So I'll tell you about that later. But again, how much is too much? Do you want to have the Shirley Caesar Thanksgiving? Hmm? Do you want to be that person? You're going to have beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ram, you name it. You got everything on the menu and then you end up with too much stuff and not enough space. Again, we're in, we're in a one bedroom apartment here. I mean, it, there's only so much stuff that I can cook and feasibly have space for. And to honestly say, do I really need it? Do I really need it? A good idea that I've been pitched with and, and I suggest to people is make the next few Thursdays Thanksgiving Thursday. So next Thursday is actually Thanksgiving. Why not have a meal that consists of Thanksgiving foods you didn't cook for the actual Thanksgiving day? So if it's just, you know, two to four of you and you make five dishes on the, the high side, you know, you got a meat or two, you got a couple sides and you got a dessert. Right. And then but you missed out on something you would normally have. Maybe you skipped out on the dressing this year. Maybe you skipped out on the yams or the macaroni and cheese. Have it the next week. You know, create that into a meal for next week so you can get your fix on it. You know, if you're just tying everything to the one day, I have to have turkey next week or I have to have yams or I have to have macaroni and cheese. You might have a problem. You might have a problem because you're going to get tired of something. By the time you get through that first plate and you're getting back up for seconds, but you're starting to feel a little bit of that itis tingle, you're not going to have it. So it's going to lessen the value of those yams if you're already three quarters of the way full. Have it next week. Have it the week after. Have it for Christmas. Have it for New Year. You're probably going to be in the house for all of it. You might as well spread the wealth, right? Another thing tying into having too many 
options is uh, having the same options. So a lot of the stuff I named is traditional Thanksgiving food from where I'm from. You know, your turkeys, your dressing, your macaroni and cheese, yams, corn. It, it's a starchy celebration. I get it. But do you really want to be around the same people and the same food? Think about what I just said there. The same people. So most of us have been on quarantine or limited interaction with most people since like March, right? We're in November. That's eight months. For eight months, you've been looking at the same people all the time. I love my wife to death, but if it's just going to be me and her eating, I can't be eating the same thing that I eat every year. It's just monotony. Am I right? No, it's just me coming from a chef's mindset of seeing food all the time. And now I've had eight months of looking in my own refrigerator only to see the same five or six ingredients that I normally cook with. It's time for a change, people. Change up your holiday. But I'll caution you before I get too deep into this. Don't go so far from tradition that you alienate the meal. Again, don't go so far from tradition that you alienate the meal. Look, your brother came all this way so that he could have mom's macaroni and cheese. And you decided that you weren't going to put in the cheddar this year. You're just going to do mozzarella and cream cheese. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up off the top of my head. Don't make this be the time. And this goes back to episode uh, three, I think. When to try new food, okay? Don't let this be the time where you go so far out of the box that nobody wants to eat it. You don't want to be that person where every time... Your dish gets or say somebody scoops a little bit of yours onto the plate. Right. And then they go, I'm full right before they get to your thing. And then they end up flipping their plate over in the trash can. And you see a bunch of your special macaroni and cheese piling up in the trash can. Hey, come on. It wasn't their fault. OK, now is not the time to alienate the picky person. OK, don't go so far out. You know, if they decide, hey, that sounds pretty good. Like, again, I run stuff past my wife before I fully implement these things because it's usually not worth my time to cook it for just me. Uh, sometimes, yeah, I, I get good enjoyment out of it, but it's hard to downsize on a lot of things outside of two people. OK, if it's just for one, I mean, is it really worth the effort sometimes? Not really. So I would rather her be able to eat it and myself. That way, one of us is going to kill the leftovers or it's going to be finished on the day of. And that helps to alleviate the entire process of having to sit there and look at it in the refrigerator for five, six days. And then, oh, it's moldy. Got to throw it away. Not like I really wanted to keep it anyway. But you needed confirmation to make sure you knew that it wasn't going to be eaten. Now, a little bit fuzzy. Let's go ahead and trash that and uh, try something else out next. So that goes through, uh, again, same people, same food. Do you really want to have both? If you do, that's good. That's good. If, if all you've been looking forward to... When you felt that fall crisp air come around was a pumpkin latte and the same traditional food you eat for every Thanksgiving, by all means, let that be your thing. But around these parts here, I need something new. Something has to be new, especially if I'm making it. I love to experiment, but sometimes it can be a landmine when I first see my wife's face as to me describing it or me cooking it. Because you've heard the theme song. I'm not eating that. And she really says that. So keep that in mind. Can you live without some of those staples? Having them later. Having them later is a big deal that will help you not make them a big deal on the day of. If you know you're going to have yams for Thanksgiving, you don't need to have them again. Or you don't need to have a, a half a plate full to get your fix until next Thanksgiving. Because a lot of these foods don't make it throughout the year. You're having hamburgers and tacos and stuff. And then on Thanksgiving, you have turkeys and turkeys out here running for their life. You know, for the whole month leading up to Thanksgiving, like, oh, it's our time. 
why do we just have to eat turkey then? I know you're eating ground turkey, and I mentioned this before, but, you know, Butterball, don't be breeding turkeys just for November. You can have one in June. It's okay. It's okay. Carve it out then, in the summertime, when you can eat it outside. You might actually look like the pilgrims and stuff back then, minus all the genocide and such. What I've said this again, and I'll, shortly I'm about to get into what my plan is to wing it for Thanksgiving. But the question was, what can I change and not ruin it? So what can you change about Thanksgiving? Taking the traditional elements that you already know, the traditional elements of Thanksgiving that you are used to, accustomed to, that you want to have, and adding a little spin to it to make this Thanksgiving a little bit different than the previous ones and the ones to come. But I'll get into those in, in just a second. But I have one more question. How much do you need to eat for Thanksgiving? And this goes back to me saying you don't need that many items if you're only going to have two to four to six people involved in this Thanksgiving. If, if you don't have a lot of people eating, a lot of mouths to feed, you don't need that many items to feed them with. Not only keeping the item number down, but the quantities down so that you can break the monotony the next day. If it's just two or four of y'all and y'all get sick of eating turkey, gravy, and mashed potatoes that day, what makes you think you're not going to be sick of eating them by Saturday? Okay, change it up. All right. Eat something else and don't overeat of what you have. Save a little bit for the next day before you get sick of it. That way you don't have to, you know, open your refrigerator and then slam it closed like we ain't got nothing else. There is nothing else because you didn't plan for anything. Again, not overeating, not having too many items and going along with that. You don't want to have itis. If you don't know what itis is, shame on you. But you don't want to be going to sleep just because you overate on Thanksgiving Day. Why? Because the Steelers play the Ravens and I can't afford to be sleep at 8 o'clock at night when my team is about to play. Okay? I'll take a nap somewhere between the Cowboys playing because they're not watchable uh, this year anyway. Lions, while I'm cooking, nap while the Cowboys are on, you know, Hopefully I see some entertaining highlights when I wake up, but you know, I can sacrifice that window in order to be up for the Steelers and the Ravens because it's must see TV, be there, or be square. Also, I have some inspiration to the menu items that I will be using in our household. I will put a link in the description on your underneath this show episode. So underneath Thanksgiving inspiration in the description, there will be a link for the article that I'm using for inspiration myself. So uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago, I did a Google search. So I figured it was probably just going to be a smaller gathering this year for Thanksgiving, but preparing ahead of time, just in case it was just me and my wife, which it looks like at this moment, um, it would be Thanksgiving for two. So I did a Google search for Thanksgiving for two. And what came up first or one of the first two things that came up was good enough for me so it was a uh, i think delish.com is the website again i'll have the link on the website so you can just click on there and kind of see where i got these ideas from but they had a couple of things that were what you're used to just with a little twist on them so for thanksgiving most people think of having a turkey a whole turkey and ironically i just got rid of a turkey that we had in the freezer for about a year and a half, maybe longer. So every year my job was giving us a free turkey and we would either be traveling or it would just be us two and I didn't feel like cooking a whole turkey. It's just a lot of hassle and I have a lot of football to watch so ain't nobody got time for that. Um, so I would get smaller versions of it. So a couple years ago I got a turkey breast, which was a turkey roast. So it's just a turkey breast wrapped in order to roast it easier. 
Anywho, I decided to get three of those when it was only three of us and they were three pounds each, which equals nine pounds. And we had three different meats. If you don't get everything I just said, I just ran through it kind of fast. It was too much meat, people. It was too much meat. So this year, I've just gotten one three pound roast. That'll be plenty for us. And we're also having meatloaf, which I'll get into in a second. But I'm going to take that turkey breast and I'm going to roast it in the air fryer. Set it and forget it. All right. I'll put some herbs and some seasonings on it. I uh, got a package of turkey gravy seasonings. I'm going ultimate laziness here, people. Make it as easy as possible. Look, scratch cooking is not gratified the way it used to be back in the 70s, 80s, even early 90s. Look, it's okay to take shortcuts. Nobody will discount you for doing so, especially not in the house. You're not impressing anybody. Unless they're paying for it in the house, which I highly doubt, it's okay to use some shortcuts. You'll save yourself some time and headache by just grabbing a prepackaged seasoning or made gravy or something like that it's okay a lot of that stuff has come a long way it's not as much artificial stuff as it used to be just look out for what you're getting if you're really particular about that kind of thing so the turkey breast no bones i don't have to carve around anything and then also it has it's very versatile so i can turn that turkey breast that's left over because we'll have two meats so we'll have some leftovers i can now turn that sliced breast into you know sandwiches for later which will go along with some of the other stuff i'm about to talk about or i can use it in uh like I, i've been craving fried rice recently so if i take the turkey breast and chop it up i can make turkey fried rice out of that very simple way to turn that into something that's completely different so it's not like you're tasting thanksgiving leftovers that have just been worked around a little bit or you put lipstick on it so taking that turkey it's very versatile once i don't have to carve around bones i don't have to worry about you know the extra carcass of the turkey that's uh, just laying around being useless uh, so yeah that's that's our version of the turkey for two this year much easier than having to roast a whole bird it's just not worth my time also our other meat meatloaf so i love meatloaf my dad's nickname is meatloaf okay the singer meatloaf is a person that has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. I just felt like adding a third thing in there. But meatloaf is a very good thing to me. I doctor it up a lot. Now, I'm going to take some shortcuts. I use a McCormick seasoning pack and make it real easy. Sometimes I make my own seasoning blends for it, but this just ain't the year. So a seasoning pack, I add a little bit of cheese to the mix. I'll do a half ground beef, half sage sausage to give you that nice fall feeling in there. Some peppers, some onions. And this year... I'm going to wrap that thing in some thick smoked applewood bacon from our local butcher. You heard me right. I'm going to wrap that thing in some smoked applewood bacon. And then I'll roast that thing like it's an actual whole piece of meat that I didn't just mold together with breadcrumbs and such. And then I'm going to glaze it. Glaze it. That's right. I said glaze it after I roast it with a golden mustard sauce. So mustard is a good fall taste. The sage from the sausage, the smoke from the bacon. Mm -mm. I'm loving it already. I'm glad I just ate or I'd be hungry all over again. I would probably have to stop this and then uh, reevaluate my hunger. But I just ate, so I'm good. But again, some inspiration for next week. If you don't eat meat, you don't eat pork, uh, that suggestion was not for you it was for the person salivating and trying to rewind to listen to what i just other than that that's my uh take on meats for this year not going overly complicated i think a couple years ago we might have added ham or something else to it it was too much it was just too much food so turkey meatloaf done deal not too much of each one just enough to get us through lunch and dinner of maybe the next two days and that's it also 
in the article that I referred to that's on yourfoodlooksfunny.com on the link in the description, there was this thing that I ran into. It was called stuffing muffins, stuffing muffins. Okay. So these stuffing muffins were essentially like having stuffing or dressing, depending on if it's on the inside or the outside of the bird that you're referring to. In my family, we have dressing, but dressing muffins don't sound as good as stuffing muffins. So stuffing muffins are basically like the stuffing that you would put in the turkey, but now they're in their own individually served cups. So I'm going to use like a, a standard size cupcake or muffin tin and bake off individual muffins of stuffing. Huh? See where I got that there? But the link, check it out and, and you'll see more of what I'm talking about. But the basis of it is using some sort of bread. Okay. And you add some more of that sage sausage, your onions, your celery, your chicken broth and a few other things. And it's basically like making a, a savory bread pudding with all the taste of Thanksgiving wrapped up into one individual size portion. Okay. The twist I'm going to do to this now, again, it uses regular bread in the recipe that's on the site. But for my version, I'm going to make out some cornbread a couple days ahead of time. All right. I'm going to let that cornbread dry out. Why do you let it dry out? Because you want it to be able to absorb the moisture, which is why you use bread in the first place. You want it to be able to absorb that chicken broth, those flavors from those other ingredients into the bread. And if it's still moist from when it's made, it won't absorb them as well. It'll come out ultimately mush. So you want it to be able to absorb those flavors. So I'm going to make some cornbread, let it dry out, cut it down into cubes and use that as my bread. So it's like having cornbread dressing, but cornbread stuffing muffins. See where I went there with that? Keep up, people. All right. So other than that, I'll probably try to make some cranberry sauce this year. I was never really a fan of cranberry sauce just because it always looked like I don't know what it looked like. It didn't look like food, though. You brought it out the can. It was just some... It looked like gelled beet juice. I, I, I wasn't eating it. I didn't understand what it was. So now when I've seen it made from fresh cranberries and, you know, some nice orange zest and juice and sugar and you boil it down and that nice tart taste, it tastes better. But it goes with the savoriness of the turkey and the stuffing and all the other stuff that's going to be super fatty and carved up. You know, if, if, if I'm going down, I'm going down swinging with a little tart on top of it. And like I said about that turkey, once you slice it down, perfect for sandwiches so you take a little bit of the turkey you slice that down you get to a nice brioche bun put a couple slices of turkey on there turn your kitchen into your own arby's a little bit of the uh, stuffing muffins slice a piece off put that on top of it a little bit of the cranberry sauce some turkey gravy oh oh i'm getting sleepy thinking about it right now so those are a couple of the inspirations that i will be using as far as dessert i have no idea yet which is normally my favorite part about Thanksgiving is coming up with a different dessert that I haven't made before. So maybe that'll be my episode for next week. We're going to do a whole episode next week. It won't be that long, but I'm just going to dive into desserts. Straight sweet tooth for uh, Thanksgiving. Sorry I didn't have more ahead of time to help you plan for that. But you know, if you make it the day before, the day after, that can be a family activity that you do over the weekend. Just making desserts. Cookies. You know we got Christmas coming up. So again, we'll keep that in mind for the next episode desserts maybe but i hope i gave you some thanksgiving and uh thanks covid information everybody stay safe out there wear your mask you know don't be coughing over the turkey either but check out the uh the article that i referenced on yourfoodlooksfunny.com underneath this show thanksgiving inspiration episode 20 i'll see you guys on the next episode all right